Hello, EB Online Church family. As always, wherever you might be today, thanks so much for making us part of your day. Now let me begin by saying that I'm sorry that we're unable to be together today in person. We'd wanted to kick off 2021 by welcoming as many of you as safely possible here to our campus for a great day of worship. But given the concern of a COVID spike after the holidays and already faced with rising virus numbers throughout the county, well, our elders felt it wise to pursue a digital only option here at the beginning of the new year. Their decision was also in keeping with the spirit of Governor Lee's most recent executive order limiting the size of public gatherings through January 19th. Now, throughout this pandemic, our elders have attempted to balance the emotional, the physical and spiritual health of each member of our EB Church family. You know, to say that they have agonized over the best course of action for our congregation is not hyperbole. And they understand that each decision to start and stop our gatherings elicits passionate opinions. And there's no, there's no answer or decision that will satisfy everyone. We all recognize the need to gather and worship. But we also recognize the wisdom in, in not subjecting our friends and, and neighbors to undue risk. So what do we do? Well, if at all possible, for the remainder of this pandemic, we're going to seek to offer gathering opportunities for, for those who wish to attend. These opportunities to meet on our campus will take place using the same COVID safety protocols that have been in place since our first limited return to campus last summer. But there will be perhaps instances like, like now where circumstances dictate that we move to an online only platform. Now, some of you due to health concerns have been online only for almost a year. Each week, your frustration has grown as you have had to come to terms with a virtual church that, to tell the truth, just doesn't feel much like church at all. And you long to return here to see your Christian brothers and sisters and, and join with them and offer your praise to God. And we pray daily that that day will come sooner rather than later. Now, others of you, you've been able to participate in the limited gatherings that we have offered since September. And you've been frustrated by some of our new protocols and the fact that, that we have had to occasionally cancel an event or a gathering. And there are some of you who wonder, well, why are we even attempting to have gatherings at all? And still others, well, you ask why we don't just open our doors all the time. Look, our leadership shares all of your frustrations. We hurt with you. And we continue to ask for your support and, and patience as we turn the calendar to a new year. Over the last 10 months, our church's leadership has experienced both success and failure as it pertains to shepherding and discipling a, a pandemic church. I know that I'm grateful for our elders' thoughtfulness, for our staff's flexibility, and for your willingness to faithfully follow Jesus during uncertain times. Uh, you know, one of the best ways that I know to describe how I have felt over these last few, um, few months is to open up this box of BBs. You know, you can pack a lot of these little spheres into a container. This one has 2,400. And as long as they stay in the box, well, they're relatively easy to deal with. But, but you pour them out, and, and quickly they all go rolling off, each into their own direction. You know, some end up resting side by side, and, and others, they go off alone. Now, now, you try to scoop all of these back up, and, and you try to get them back in the box, good luck, right? You know, I feel like we have been poured out and, and each of us has ended up rolling in a different direction. 
and, and trying to get us all back together again, it's difficult and it's frustrating. It's like trying to get all the BBs back in the box. But in the midst of the frustration, in the midst of all the frustration of the last 10 months, I have been reminded that God's people often have had their greatest impact when they were out of the box. You know, in the earliest days of Christianity, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. The believers in Jesus as Messiah, well, they had been nice and cozy in their Jerusalem box. They had devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They, they met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They, they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. But then everything changed. Their lives were upended and out of the box they all rolled. And we are told in Acts 8 and verse 4 that the believers who were scattered, well, they went everywhere preaching the good news about Jesus, wherever they went. Now, these believers had to flee their homes. They gave up their businesses. They were separated from family and friends. They were forced to trade the known for the, for the unknown. Uncertainty became commonplace. And they had to deal with making the difficult decisions as to how they would literally survive. Everything changed. But what did not change was their belief and trust in Jesus. So as the mobs chased them from Jerusalem, God poured them out on the world. And everywhere they went, they said, hey, I've got good news. And when people heard their message and witnessed the healing and compassion that they brought to their new neighborhood, well, we are told that they had great joy. Now look, let's stop right here and make the point that every transition, every adjustment, Every crossroad and every U-turn is an opportunity for a greater impact. So you've been poured out of the box. You, you now have the opportunity to be a difference maker in a new neighborhood. You have the opportunity to announce good news to someone who otherwise you might never have been in their life. So you're separated for the time being from other believers. Well, you can still praise God and share the love of Jesus. In fact, let me share with you three things that you can do right now to make a difference wherever it is that you have rolled off to. First, pray where you are. Now, I'm not talking about location. I'm talking about life station. I'm talking about passionately praying about what is taking place in your life right now. You know, preaching is great, and I enjoy listening to good preachers. I mean, I try to be one, but the heavens are not moved by preachers. The heavens are moved by the prayers of the people of God. It's why Paul said to be constant in prayer. You go, but hey, I don't know how to pray. Oh, you know exactly how to pray. You've just been convinced that there is some secret sauce. We've become so accustomed to church prayers that we've forgotten about closet prayers. You know, I'm always shocked when I, when I go and I read through Scripture and I see the prayers of the men and women there. I'm shocked by their haunting honesty and their shameless solicitations. Some of their prayers, I mean, they're absolutely terrifying. The men and women of Scripture speak to God as if they anticipate and expect Him to act. They say, God, what are you doing? And God, I need your help. And, and God, I can't make it. The walls are closing in on me. And God, when are you going to rise up? And when will you strike down? And, and when are you going to avenge? They say, Father, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. Help me. God, show yourself to be mighty. 
You know, if you do anything in 2021, dedicate yourself to vibrantly, passionately praying where you are. Talk to God about what burdens you. Talk to God about your passions. Talk to God about what you see going on around you, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your classroom, in your office, and definitely in your country. You pray where you are, and God will make a difference in your midst. Now next, I want you to love who you can. Change happens one relationship at a time. Now, I know it can be overwhelming to see the injustice and inequity in our society and in our world and think, what in the world am I going to do? But change happens one relationship at a time. Your responsibility is to make a difference in the lives of the people that God has brought within your sphere of influence. So you love who you can. Jesus once asked a, or was asked by a lawyer his opinion on what was the greatest command in Scripture. He was looking for a plan, but instead Jesus gave him a purpose. Love God with every fiber of your being, Jesus said. And in the same breath, he told the man that he should love his neighbor just like he loved himself. Love God, love people. Well, it's that simple. But as Bob Goff reminds us, what is simple often isn't easy. What is easy often doesn't last. No one expects us to love flawlessly, he writes, but we can love fearlessly, furiously, and unreasonably. And to who, whom are we supposed to show this love? Well, we have neighbors that are everywhere. Uh, again, I want, you to, I want you to listen to Goth. He writes in his book, Everybody Always, about this subject, and he says, Each of us is surrounded every day by our neighbors. They're ahead of us, behind us, on each side of us. They're every place we go. They're sacking groceries and attending city council meetings. They're holding cardboard signs on street corners and raking leaves next door. They play high school football and they deliver the mail. They're heroes and hookers and pastors and pilots. They live on the streets and design our bridges. They go to seminaries and live in prisons. They govern us and they bother us. They're everywhere we look. It's one thing we all have in common. We're all somebody's neighbor and they're ours. This has been God's simple yet brilliant master plan from the beginning. He made a whole world of neighbors. We call it earth, but God just calls it a really big neighborhood. You know, finding someone to love is not the problem. Choosing to love, that's where we struggle. I mean, it's easy to love those who look like me and talk like me and vote like me and worship like me. We say, read what I read and listen to what I listen to and believe like I believe and I will love you. But loving your neighbor isn't loving people like you. It is simply loving people near you. Look, if you want to do some great act that can change the world, start in your own backyard. Start at your school. Start with your study group. Start with your office team. Start with your in-laws. Hey, start with your outlaws. You can make a difference one neighbor at a time. Just love who you can, and God will make a difference in your neighborhood. And then finally, give what you have. Now, I've said this before. God is not interested in what you would do with what you do not have. But He is very interested in what you do with what you've been given. So wherever you find yourself today, January 10th, 2021, give. Give, and you will make a difference. Some of you will make a difference with your money, and your generosity will go a long way. 
Some of you will make a difference with your home and, and your hospitality will be greatly appreciated. Some of you will make a difference with your time because it's your presence. That's what's needed most. Some of you will make a difference with your stove or, or your car or even your phone. You give what you have. So give forgiveness and give grace. Give truth and give peace. Give comfort and give some space. Give a second chance. Give healing. Just give what you have. You have been gifted by God and you have been poured out in order to make a difference. So each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Friends, every transition, every adjustment, every crossroad, and every U-turn is an opportunity for a greater impact. You were created by God to be a difference maker. But look, understand, you cannot make a difference in this world until you allow God to make a difference in you. The men and women who brought joy throughout Judea and Samaria have been shaped and, and molded by the person, the message, and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. They had surrendered their will to God and pledged their allegiance to His kingdom, and they were changed. Oh, look, I mean, they were still carpenters and they were still fishermen. They were still husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, and they were still imperfect. They still had their sinful struggles, but they were no longer controlled nor condemned by them. They were changed. They were different. They were living examples of what a difference life with Jesus can make. And when they were poured out of their comfortable Jerusalem box, oh yeah, they scattered like BBs. But the world was never the same. So as we kick off 2021, allow Jesus to make a difference in you. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. And then you pray where you are. You love who you can and give what you have. You be the difference maker. You be the one that makes the difference, no matter where God has poured you out. Have a great week, everybody.